If you are listening to my voice right now, then it's my pleasure to let you know that you're tuned in to episode 174 of the Speaker Secrets podcast. And this is none other than your host, Enrico Ambrister. I hope that your day is going well. I hope you're having a fantastic day and that the sun is shining on you. And if you're in an environment or a climate where the sun isn't shining or you're listening to this at nighttime, I hope that your inner sun is shining and that you feel warm on the inside. And hopefully this episode can help that inner sun to radiate a bit more brightly, okay? Now, whether you're a new listener or a returning listener, you are welcome here. Your presence is validated and I'm so glad that you exist. And I'm excited that you're here because this podcast is all about improvement. That's why it was created, whether that's in public speaking or communication or in our personal and daily lives. We are here to improve. So I'm so glad that you're here. I'm excited, as always, to present this content to you, to give you something to sink your teeth into and something to implement on a daily basis. Now, today, let's get into it. What we're going to discuss is five things that we can do this year to challenge ourselves. And when I talk about challenging ourselves, I'm talking specifically when it relates to public speaking and our presentations. Because there's a lot of information out there. You can go on Google, you can go on YouTube, and even on this podcast, there's tons of useful information, right? But sometimes we can get into a space where it almost feels like information overload, and we don't always know how to hone all that information into actionable steps that we can just put into practice. So that's what this episode is. Today, we're going to cover five things that I am challenging us this year to do to increase our skill sets and really just to amp up our presentations a little bit to make them more exciting and more engaging. So tune in and make sure that you take notes and implement these five things. All right. Number one is to experiment with different openings. So when it comes to presentations, we all know about the very standard openings. Hello, everyone. My name is Enrico Ambrister, and I'm happy to be here today. Today, we are going to talk about blah, 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 blah. That's a very standard opening. It's very cookie cutter. It does not command any type of attention. So in 2022 and beyond, let's try experimenting with different openings. I'm not saying that introducing yourself Introducing your name and your topic is a bad thing. In fact, it, most times it's necessary. But what we want to do is experiment with different openings that catch people's attention at the beginning. And then we go into our introduction. So examples of different openings that we can use is asking a question, asking a rhetorical question. Have you ever ridden a bike? Have you ever fallen off your bike? Did you ever feel like you would never learn how to master that craft? Hello, everyone. My name is Enrico Ambrister, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so asking a question, whether it's a question where people have to raise their hands or participate or a rhetorical question, that's a device that we can use to get people thinking and interested and asking, okay, where is he or she about to go with this? Some other ways to experiment with different openings are to tell a story, begin with a quote, ask people to imagine a scenario. Imagine that you're in a world where technology does not exist. 
Okay, you have everybody like, okay, how are we even going to start imagining that? Okay, so as we continue to go forward this year and as you do more presentations, whether it's at work or a civic organization or a church, think of different ways to experiment with different openings. All right. Challenge number two is do not disparage yourself, do not downplay yourself, and do not make excuses, okay? The other day I was in a presentation and the moderator of the Zoom meeting, she was about to introduce the next speaker and she really amped the speaker up. She's like, yeah, this person is amazing. They have a wealth of knowledge. You're going to be so excited to listen to this person. And then when that speaker came to the forefront, they were like, I don't know what this person was talking about. I want you to adjust your expectations and bring it way down. And I find I found that so unattractive <laughs> and I didn't want to listen to the person anymore. And so that's something that I want us to really move past and avoid doing in 2022. Let us not disparage ourselves or downplay ourselves, even if we don't feel confident Let's not display that to the audience. Most of the time, people can tell if you're nervous or if you don't feel confident, all right? Most of the times, they're not even focused on that. So you putting that into words, you vocalizing that is like a death knell for yourself. You're shooting yourself in the foot before you even begin your speech or your presentation. You've already lessened your credibility, all right? So don't disparage yourself. Don't downplay yourself. That's not attractive. And it makes your audience uncomfortable and also not confident in your ability to produce. Also, don't make excuses. If you're late, if you were not able to really practice as much as you wished, nobody knows and honestly, nobody cares. So let's just move past that and fake the confidence even if you have to, all right? Because people want someone who seems confident, who seems competent. And even if you don't feel that way, do not allow your audience to know <laughs> that you don't. All right. Challenge number three is to engage your audience. Now, this is super vital. And this really is public speaking 101. But I've seen speakers continue to drone on and on and on for 10 minutes, for 15 minutes and never engage their audience and never make their audience feel like they're a part of the presentation. And this is super important, especially now in this Zoom environment, because number one, so many of us are tired of Zoom. Zoom fatigue is real. So many people are ready to be done with this pandemic, to meet face to face. So people are already tired of being on Zoom or Google Meet or whatever have you right but then number two you're also fighting for their attention on the other side of the screen people are texting they're checking email they are just involved in so many other things aside from your presentation so it's really vital that you engage them and then you make them feel like they're a part of your presentation but also that you capture their attention so this can look like asking questions Something as simple as that, whether it's rhetorical questions or asking them to participate. It can be asking your audience members to speak up, getting perspectives from the people that you're speaking to. And if possible, doing a physical activity. And this is something that I always like to do as much as possible is to invite your audience to do something physical. Because when they are moving their bodies, their mind are engaged as well. It's really hard to text and do something physical at the same time. 
It's really hard to send an email if you're asked to breathe in deeply or put your hand on top of your head, for example. So I find that asking people to do something physical that's tied to your presentation and its topic is extremely useful. Challenge number four is to create visuals. Now, I will admit creating visuals is a little bit more work, okay? And sometimes you don't always feel like doing that. But I have to say visuals, number one, they improve retention, especially if there are graphics. And this is extremely vital for us as public speakers if we want people to really retain our message because you can have a graphic, you can have a visual that helps to drive your point home, or you can just have your audience listening to words the entire time. And I assure you, if you're just talking, you know, sometimes you might not be able to create visuals. I understand that. But if you can do it, because if you're just talking the entire time, I guarantee you it's going to be a little harder to keep your audience's engagement, especially if you're not asking them questions or engaging them in different ways. So it requires a bit of extra effort from you, but it also gives your audience a focal point to focus on instead of just listening to your voice. And it's a great way to continue to engage people. And who doesn't love a great visual? I'm, I always feel refreshed when I'm on Zoom and someone's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to share my screen right now because I'm like, OK, awesome. I get to look at something else versus that just listening to this person. So I invite us to challenge ourselves to create visuals as much as possible. And finally, the fifth challenge for us is to ask for feedback, like ask people to give you honest feedback about what you did well and what you can improve on. And many times we avoid feedback because it's uncomfortable. But the great thing about it is that feedback, it gives us insight on how we can improve. And that's the reason why we're here, right? But the other excellent thing that I like about feedback is that you don't have to take it. Feedback is just information. It's just that person's perspective. And so while it can be useful to you, sometimes what the person is offering you is something that you don't really resonate with. And so it's okay to say, hey, thank you for that, but not apply it. And in a lot of other instances, having that insight helps you to step outside of yourself and say, you know what, that is something that I can improve on. So the five things that I challenge us to do this year when it comes to our public speaking, number one, experiment with different openings instead of using the standard opening. Number two, do not downplay yourself. Do not give excuses to your audience. Number three, engage your audience as much as possible. Garner their participation. Number four, create visuals and appealing visual content. And number five, ask for feedback. Everyone, if this episode has been helpful to you, be sure to hit that subscribe button, leave a rating, leave a review, and share this on social media. Thank you so much for the people over the past few weeks and few months that have really been sharing this on social media. I definitely appreciate you so much. And I have to say, I want one of my listeners to message me on Instagram again. There was a gentleman that messaged me because I, I didn't even realize it. But last week, I guess when I ended my podcast episode, I didn't say, hey, I love you all. And he messaged me on Instagram. He's like, hey, you know, I just wanted to reach out to you to tell you I love your content. But that I missed you saying that you loved us 
uh, as your audience members. I was just telling one of my friends that I listened to this guy and he's always sending us off with his love. And I saw your message, but I, I got tied up with work. And before I went to reply, I noticed that the message wasn't there. So send me a message again so that I can connect with you. And thank you for reminding me to always spread love as much as possible. And in that vein, I wish all of you a fantastic and a phenomenal week. And I do want you to know I love you because I do. Like I said, I not only love you, but I just honor your presence. I can't remember which episode it is, but there's an episode about reverence. And out of the billions of people on this planet, you found my podcast. You committed to listening to my podcast today. And I honor that. Because it takes a lot to bring these episodes to you every week. And so I honor you for being here and for supporting me and just for engaging in my content. So I love you and I'm here for you. I'm in your corner. And until next time, this is your host, Enrico Ambrister, signing off. Be safe, everyone.